It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. I'm Stacy Brockwison. And I'm Stacy Tresankos. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3, where we are exploring Dr. Alice von Hildebrand's book, By Love Refined, Letters to a Young Bride. In the book, she's Lily, and the young bride is Julie, and Stacy and Stacy are here, two messy converts coming yep. in <laughs> through the back door, standing kind of in the middle of this, uh, taking this very wise advice from Lily and talking about it in the context of our sacramental marriages today as converts, seeing what we can glean from it. There was a letter called, It Really Hurt When He Said That. So mm. that's something Julie was saying. She's This new bride is hurt by something her husband said. And then the other one is sometimes his teasing hurt. So we encourage you to buy the book and read those letters and follow along with us. Give the book. It's a great gift yep. to a newlywed couple. I think that's a wonderful idea. And follow along with us. Today, we're talking about being very sensitive to the things that your spouse is saying. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, <laughs> yes. I am a very sensitive person. No, Stacey you're not. <laughs> I am so sensitive. <laughs> yes, there was a, a line, a quote in the uh, book that really jumped out at me. It says, because of your closeness, Lily is telling Julie that because of her closeness to Michael, her husband, everything affected her deeply. Mm -hmm. And I can totally relate to that. I mean, I wanted, when Pat and I first got married, I wanted Pat to love me and everything he did and everything he <laughs> said to just scream, I love you. <laughs> and everything he said affected me deeply. And I, I took things the wrong way and I heard things I think you said this earlier, Stacy. things that were not said, mm -hmm. you know, I you could, hear things that aren't yes, said. Yes. I think we all do that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did it a lot. I had 3d glasses on the first year of our <laughs> marriage, but you know, I want to contrast that to younger Stacy. When I was young, I went out on a date and I prepared for this date. Okay. I got my hair done. I got my nails done and I bought a new outfit. I mean, I honestly look the best that I could look. I go on this date with this guy. We'd been dating for a little bit. He never acknowledged anything, which would have been okay. But this beautiful girl, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, y'all, she was gorgeous, walks into the restaurant and he says, now that's a beautiful girl. I, I just wanted to crawl under the table. I mean, that hurt so bad. And I think it hurt because... Yes, I was fishing for a compliment. I'd worked hard for it and I did not get it. And, you know, so we're contrasting that to where I am today with my husband. I mean, Pat, I can look, I can wear whatever I want to. I mean, I can go out with Pat. We'll go to breakfast sometimes in Sulphur Springs and I will have a ball cap on and jeans. And Pat doesn't have to give me a compliment. And I feel loved. I feel loved by my husband. And I mean, I remember a few days ago, I went out to feed nutmeg and <laughs> I was 
dressed um, comfortably. I had a pair of it cold. <laughs> it was cold. And I had a pair of leopard print pajama pants on because they were thick and warm and they were tucked in my rain boots that have cows all over them. And I had a long green t-shirt hanging out of a short brown sweater, gloves and a bright blue beanie on to cover my ears. So nothing matched. And my husband happened to be looking out the window and saw me walking across the pasture. <laughs> I'm sure you look adorable. <laughs> and he calls me on my cell phone and he's like, what are you wearing? <laughs> and he kind of made fun of me. And you know what? We laughed about it. And even in that jesting, even in that laugh, laughing, I felt loved. I did not feel criticized. I did not feel judged. I felt loved. I love the fact that I'm married to someone that we can laugh at ourselves and we can laugh at each other. Mm -hmm. And we just have that sweet, special bond. And I love how Lily says uh, she's using her husband, Dietrich von Hildebrand's um, terminology. We should give our spouse the credit, quoting here, the credit of love. Mm, and I that. think another way we say that is give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And again, this is something so obvious and so simple. And this this especially matters in your marriage, but it, it matters in any relationship because uh, that thing you say a lot, Stacey, hurting people hurt people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times that the memories we have of pain that was caused in the past. I mean, even neurologically, there's memories we have and feelings that we have associated with those memories. We can't help recalling mm -hmm. um, memories of painful situations or things that were said insecurities yeah. that we bring into the marriage. And, you know, presumably Julie has been raised Catholic and raised in a wonderful home and she's marrying. I don't know that, but it, it seems like it. She seems, she certainly seems prepared to be a beautiful young bride. Mm -hmm. That was not me. <laughs> that was never me. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't, and not that I wasn't raised in a beautiful home. I was, I just, we, nobody talks about this stuff. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to be that mature about, about giving people the benefit of the doubt. And so what happens when you're very insecure and you enter into a love relationship, um, whether it's pre-marriage or marriage, or even whether it's just a friendship or something, when you're insecure, you're predisposed to hear criticism. Mm. You're waiting for it. It's already in your mind. And I just think about, you know, this talking about Lily's advice to Julie here and what you were saying, Stacey, about when you were younger. I think this happens a lot with teenage girls. I think it happens with boys too, but I think especially with teenage girls and all the social media today, or even imagine all the teenage girls who grow up with without fathers, they're ready to hear the criticism. And we don't even realize that what we're doing in hearing criticism and assuming the worst of the other person is we're not giving the credit of love. But man, that's hard to do because you have to first feel that you're loved. You have to first feel that you're worthy of love. Mm -hmm. And I won't go into a long story. I can just say, amen. I understand this advice she's given here. And I understand what you're saying about Pat and mm -hmm. younger you, mm -hmm. because I was the same way. My insecurities took me over. I became very selfish. I became very judgmental. I always heard the worst of what people were saying. And mm -hmm. I can just say that after years of being married and Jose brought his own insecurities in too. And, and I'm saying this so that you can think about your own insecurities in your own marriages, but Jose brought his insecurities in. I brought mine in. You build up so 
thick walls yeah. after years of hearing insults that were never spoken. And we actually, in our therapy, Jose and I, the therapist actually had to say, I would say something and, and we would visibly become upset. Like the therapist would say, you're flooding. And he would have us check our, our pulse and our pulses would be racing. Wow. Like I never knew that. That was about the point we would explode in the old days. Our pulses would be racing and the therapist would say, you're flooding now. Take mm. a deep breath. Calm down. You can't think with your with your rational side of yourself when you're flooding. Mm. Take a deep breath and calm down. And he would say, Stacy, say what you said again. Mm. Jose, what did you hear her say? Yeah. And he would say something that I, I'm like, and then I would get mad. I'm like, you think I said that? Yeah. You think I was actually insulting you in that mm -hmm. way? You think that's what I said? I'm insulted now. And, and but in the old us, that would turn into a three day mm -hmm. knockdown drag out fight mm -hmm. yeah. that our kids had to hear. Yeah. The I therapist said, take a deep breath. Jose, repeat back to her what she actually said. And he, and he admitted, and I did too. We both were hearing things that the other one never even said yeah. and almost wrecked our marriage. It almost ruined our marriage. So, mm -mm. so you, you have to, um, I like what she said, give each other, not the benefit of the doubt, but the credit of love. When I get married to Pat, I am on the defense. I'm guarded. I have walls up. And, you know, I remember his sweet mother told us that we <laughs> needed to have an argument before we got married. <laughs> we and That's did. what Lily says. That, <laughs> we didn't argue when we were dating. I mean, we really didn't. But that first year of marriage was a struggle because I was so insecure because mm -hmm. I was waiting. I had fears that what if this didn't work out? What mm -hmm. if I, you know, that's a if, very scary. What one. if he left me? What if I mean? you know, now we are living together. We have built our home. And what if he decided he didn't like me now that he's with me 24 seven? I mean, you know, I just had these fears and I think it was the, the baggage that I brought in, the insecurities mm -hmm. that I brought in. I had not been in one single healthy relationship and I was in my forties. So I didn't, I wasn't the young girl that grew up, you know, knowing, um, in a healthy home, uh, I was bounced around even as a child. So there was just not any healthy relationships to pull from. So I was always waiting for the next shoe to drop. I was always on the defense. I was trained to read between the lines. What I was always looking, do? looking for, because you know what? I was, I was protecting myself. Yeah, you were. I thought I was really, I was doing so much damage. Yeah. I was doing so much damage to our marriage and I just didn't know it. And you know, we too, when we went, um, we went to uh, talk to someone and and they too had us repeat back. And it is so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy because I would say, this is what I hear you saying. And he's looking at me like, are you in Seriously? the same room with me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Try it. Try it in your relationships. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Then, then, you know, it got to the point where I would listen to Pat and I would think, okay, what it, I would think about what is he really saying before I responded? Mm -hmm. And then I got to where, okay, I have to process before I respond. Exactly. And it just, you know, I think it was just maturing and trusting his love for me. And it, it took some time because, um, you know, I, I wasn't prone to trust mm -mm. men. I'm so glad that we have passed all that. Oh, what a blessing. It's something we don't talk about a lot. And I, and I just want to say, I, I'm taking philosophy classes right now. You mm -hmm. know, so very smart me. Yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> 
No, it's kicking my my behind. <laughs> um, but no, I'm re we're reading in Aquinas in a class I'm taking called Philosophical Anthropology. We're reading about how we have these internal senses of memory. And and that fits with what neuroscience says. There are there are memories that are stored, not not stored like like a computer, but there are memories that we have of past events that actually happened, experiences we actually happened. And those color our rational soul's ability to process things. Can, they do. It's, it's, it's so part of that. being human. I can so see that it's almost like PTSD. I mean, it, I can it's so see that's it. what it is. And, yeah. and that's why I advocate a lot for the integration of faith and science and, and now philosophy, because there's so much to teach science neuroscience about that and there's so much catholics can learn about it too it's a real thing like what you're describing from your past experiences bringing that into your marriage of course you would mm -hmm. that's and the natural response mm -hmm. it can be damaging but it's still a natural response and, and triggers so, i mean like yes some, something would happen and it would trigger trigger an emotion that i didn't even understand mm -hmm. like i don't even know why i'm feeling this way i don't know why what's a going passion. on mm -hmm. yeah and it was and i i didn't understand what the triggers were and and that was something that i had to learn too so the church is very big on know thyself yeah <laughs> i had <laughs> to learn myself to know thyself <laughs> the other letter we're talking about is called sometimes his teasing hurts Ooh, yeah and um lily uses a phrase in here called corrosive humor when there is corrosive humor, what do we do? She's telling Julie that there are times when there is this corrosive humor, that Julie's upset about it because she and Michael, her husband, her new husband, have been playing around with each other and it's gone a little too far. We, we <laughs> all get there. It's gone a little too far and she's hurt. And Lily is telling her what to do when you find yourself in this situation. And she says, when those around you are in a dangerous, superficial mood. Okay. So I think first we recognize others may be joking when they shouldn't be, but you don't fold your arms and stomp off. I love what she says to do. If you can't break free of it, like you're in the room with it, your husband's doing it. What he's saying is hurting you is teasing is hurting you, but there's nothing you can do. Her advice is to mentally put on a protective shield. But this is what she says. Okay, so old old me, Stacy, would have said, okay, I'm going to one up it. I'm going to put up a wall. <laughs> and I wouldn't just put on that shield. I'd be like, you're going to talk to me that way. Then you're not going to be around me anymore. And that person, I would just go through people. I didn't have relationships. I would just like, you're not, you're not, I don't like you anymore. Bye. I'm done. No explanation, even with my own family. So she's not saying put up a wall. She's saying put up a shield. And so this is subtly different from those boundaries books and what the boundaries books say, which are good, but they don't quite get into the depths here that she does. She's saying put up a shield so that whatever is said doesn't affect you. She's saying, put on a lens of love back to that, that see all things through love, mm. give the benefit of the doubt and love. She says, put on this shield so that you know the, that what your beloved or what the person you're in a relationship with is saying is not that true person self. Maybe that, and this happens all the time. Maybe that person is having a hard day. Maybe that person is just blowing off a little steam and maybe the teasing, the corrosive humor has gone a little too far. Don't call them on it. Don't get upset. Don't get offended. Don't stomp off. Put up a protective shield that allows you to look through that lens and see the other person in love so that you're saying, oh, 
I know this is not the true person. I'm, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's a deed of love in that situation, she says, to wear that armor mm -hmm. so that you don't get offended because you are saying, okay, he probably didn't mean it that way. When he realizes that it hurt me, he probably won't. So you're giving him the benefit, the of, the benefit of the doubt. And, mm -hmm. then, and then she says, when you calm down, when you're not hurt anymore. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, uh-uh, I'm doing it right Two now. Two weeks later. No. <laughs> When you're, when you're not hurt anymore, again, lightheartedly say, hey, when you said that, I interpreted it this way. Mm -hmm. So with Jose and I, the, the getting old thing is kind of touchy right now because neither one of us wants to admit it, but we are getting older. Um, we don't want to, we, we want to, so we've learned to just, when we calm down, go back to the other one. When you said it that way, I know you didn't mean it that way. I'm just letting you know it hurt me. But then when I thought about it, I realized that, of course, wasn't what you meant at all. Yeah. It was me being insensitive. And that, I'm telling you, it works. Mm. I'm telling you, when you put a little humor into it, when you laugh a little bit, mm -hmm. it takes it all away. And giving that benefit of the doubt, she says you turn something that could have been tragic into it. You win. It's a victory. It it's is. a victory for love. Mm -hmm. That shield that you put up is giving you the opportunity to act lovingly, to respond in love, to turn the other cheek and to love someone who maybe in that moment isn't being very lovable. <laughs> but, they're, but they're not being their best self. They're not. No, you are definitely giving them the benefit of the doubt. And it reminds me of 1 Corinthians 13. The love chapter. The love chapter. <laughs> yes. Love is patient. Love is kind. And it is the kindness of God that draws all men. I love that. It is not jealous. It's not pompous. It's not inflated. It's not rude. It does not seek its own interests. I used to tell my kids all the way, love does not, uh, all the time, love does not demand its own way. It is not quick tempered. It does not brood over injury, does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. And this is this is the part. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Mm -hmm. Love never fails. So a house divided doesn't stand, but it's love that unites that home, that unites mm -hmm. that family. Yeah. yeah. And I love I love the that shield. It reminds me of that that thick skin that we mm -hmm. have to put up sometimes. You know, I've always been, like I said, very, very sensitive, wore my emotions mm -hmm. on my sleeve. And you think you think that being thick skinned and letting things just roll off your back is a way of protecting yourself, but it's a way to draw the line in the sand and say, okay, I choose to love you. I choose to believe the best. In yes. You. I choose exactly. to give you the benefit of the doubt. I choose. I know who you are. Exactly. I know who you mm -hmm. really are. This really isn't you. And I choose to believe that you love me. And it's a way to keep yourself bound together and bound to God. Mm -hmm. You know, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And God comes to give us life. And that divided house falls because the enemy comes to steal love. the love that you have from one another by letting offenses grow that we we let those offenses fester and grow mm -hmm. and i would say i'm still sensitive i'm yeah i'm just that's just wired that way i'm a sensitive person but i'm more confident in my husband's love for me and our love for each other and that confidence and that trust in my husband's love for me has thickened my skin yeah and i and i think achieving that in my own marriage has made it easier for me to have other relationships too. Like I didn't have a lot of friends <laughs> before you came back into my life. Stacey. I didn't have a lot of friends 
because I was so insecure. And then like we were saying before, you're so close to that one you're married to. Mm -hmm. That was like my only friend Poor mm -hmm. Jose was my only friend for a long time. And he kind of got the brunt of everything, getting this stuff worked out with him, getting my head around the way we're, that love is willing, the good of the other with mm -hmm. him and trusting him made it so that I could actually have a friendship with you because you and I had to work through some pretty hard stuff, just doing like this podcast. And we're working on a book now where we had to learn to write with one voice. Yeah, that was a challenge. And we, and we had to, <laughs> but we had to learn to trust each other yes. and we had to, we had to learn to like criticize the work mm -hmm. knowing that, that each one. So the benefit of doing these things is that you become more able to, um, <laughs> Because, because if you only have your husband as a friend and you don't have other friends and you're putting everything, that's kind of what we get into called codependency. And then mm. you have to go to counseling and then you feel like, <laughs> I know we've both felt this way. So I know yes. why you're laughing because you yes. know what I'm going to say. <laughs> we both felt this way. And maybe you felt this way too, that if you don't have any friends and then you have to go to counseling, it's like you're paying someone <laughs> to be your friend. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, here's a hundred dollars. Will you be my friend <laughs> Talk for an hour? <laughs> be my friend and and instead of and, and hopefully the counselor will help you realize what's wrong with that so that you can start to make your own friends yes but there's a great benefit in learning to have the kind of thick skin that lily's talking about here it's a lens really to mix all the metaphors up it's a lens that you're looking through in love you're doing it you're kind of putting on your coat your coat because the other person is is making you cold and instead of blaming that person for making you cold you're going to put the coat on and warm up and then when things mm. are better you can take it off you're taking responsibility for yeah. your own feelings and emotions and i love that she said that and it gives us a lot to think about in putting on these shields so I'm thinking back to teenage Stacy and, and thinking of all the teenage girls again. And I'm thinking of women in relationships, anyone. If you're in a relationship where the corrosive humor is the rule, mm -hmm. where the put downs and the insults aren't things you're hearing that weren't said, they're actually things that weren't said. If this is the rule, if you're not in a relationship with someone who you can give the um, credit, credit of love, of love mm -hmm. If you're not in that kind of relationship, love being willing the good of the other. Mm -hmm. If you're not in a loving relationship where both parties will the good of the other, you're not in a rela loving relationship. If you're not in a loving relationship, mm -hmm. then if, if you have to put on that protective skin, that lens, if you have to put that wall up all the time, yeah. you never get a chance to take it down. Mm -hmm. This is different. What advice do we have for people like that? We think about our daughters, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we, as, as moms, we want to will the, the um, the good for them. I mean, we want yes. the best for our daughters. And to me, that would not be the best relationship for no. them. I mean, if you always have to wear your armor, if you always have to be, uh, you know, defending, covering yourself and you never are able to let that guard down and enjoy the relationship, if it, that is an abusive relationship. Yeah. And I mean, I would re I would strongly rethink that relationship because you want to be able to, um, let that guard down and have those conversations and feel safe enough in that relationship to discuss that. You and should be able to say that this is, 
I interpreted that 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 way and it hurt me. Mm -hmm. And you should be able to know that the person's having a bad day and maybe they're not at their best. Right. Because you've seen them at their best. Yeah. But if you never see that, if it's that different. negative corrosive mm -hmm. humor is the constant, yeah. then there's an issue. There's a different and, issue. Right. And you want to, you there's need someone wrong. to talk to. Mm -hmm. You need someone to talk to. Right. And, it, and if you're not married yet and this is the situation you find yourself in, maybe you don't marry that person, man or woman, either way. Yeah, that's the, that's the situation I was talking about. Mm -hmm. If you're not married yeah. yet, then you want to exactly. rethink that relationship. You want to talk to somebody and, and pray about that. Yeah. And if you are married and you feel like you're in that kind of, you judge that you're in that relationship and you are married and you can never put your wall down because the other person does not will your good. The other person does say things to hurt you. The other person means the corrosive humor to be corrosive. Um, then you need to figure out what to do. And we don't say go get a divorce, mm -hmm. but you, cause I've been in that. Jose <laughs> and I were there. We mm -hmm. were there. You need to take some pretty serious actions. And trust me, it is the most fundamental things about love that you're getting wrong, like communication and hearing each other and dealing with your past. And you need to get to therapy and you need to get someone who can help you quiet the fears and insecurities in yourself so that you can actually hear what's being said. And you need to learn how to will the good of the other. Mm -hmm. You need to not be corrosive. You need to not accept corrosiveness and it can be done. We're not going to cover all of that in the last minute of the episode, <laughs> but I have lived it. Stacy has lived it. Mm -hmm. You can get to the other side, but it starts by calling the problems for what they are. Mm -hmm. yes. And uh, so you want a relationship where you might have to put on that thick skin every now and then. So you can look with a lens of love, but if that's all you ever do, there's a problem that needs to be fixed. I'm Stacy Trusenkos. And I'm Stacy Farquharson. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. <laughs>